Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What's up, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of Toket Moment, Upgraded, or the latest, however you want to put it. We've been having such a ball this season. And of course, my next guest is going to take it a little bit, take it a notch higher, if I can say that myself. Now, she is a trans woman living in Lagos. I watched a couple of her videos and I thought I definitely have to speak to this person. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Fola Francis. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, nice to meet you. So I said to you, when I walked into the office, I would literally have walked past you and I would have no idea that you are a trans woman. So before we even delve into this chat, I want to know what your pronouns are so I don't keep calling you something that you're not. Do you know yeah, I pronounce her she, her. That's fine. Okay, she, her. Okay, just so, just so, because I'm trying to also keep into, you know, keep up to date with the lingo and to know exactly how to address you because I hear that is one of those things that you guys really take very personal. Not you guys, please. <laughs> Okay, but like so, it's very important to like um not misgender people so always like okay. ask so like you asking was very good okay. thank you for doing that thank so like you. yeah all right so how are you i'm very well, how are you feeling you. I'm very good, thank you. All right, so it's lovely <laughs> to meet you. Very excited to be here. I know. Also a big fan, so yeah. Oh my God, thank you. I'm, I'm also a, a fan of yours. As I said, I watched a couple of videos. And right off the, just watching your video, I remember someone forwarding one to me. I didn't know till I sort of read the caption. I, I had no idea. And I was like, oh my God, you know, this person is leaving and thriving in Lagos and sharing her journey. And I must commend you. That is very brave. Now, I know thank Lagos you. is quite a metropolitan city mm-hmm. and where I I like to think exposed in Lagos, at least apart from the rest of Nigeria. I like to think that Lagos welcomes everybody, you know, because you, you, we work in a creative industry where everyone exists in here. You have the gays, you have the lesbians, you have, you know, the trans women and, you, and the men. Men can be trans as well, right? Women trying to be. You're the trans men. And okay, trans, trans women. women yeah. yeah, you know, and then I, I just thought and they are non-binaries. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's another topic completely different. Um, so I mean, 
just even getting into this, I might ask some questions. Please don't think I'm being, it might come across as ignorant, but I feel like this is such a teachable moment. And I hope that, you know, you realize that you literally have a movement going on because I read the comments on your TikTok and I'm just like, wow. And there might be people out there who definitely feel differently who might be struggling with their identity issues. And I hope that, you know, you can be as open to also make them feel very welcome. So I'm hoping that everybody watches this to take something away from it. Um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I like that response. All right. So let's talk, girl. First, I love the jewelry. You have more jewelry than I have on. You came Please. on my show to kind of upstage me. What is... And here I was thinking, you know what? Let me just not... Let me just come and just... Because I had, I had no idea what to expect when I was going to chat with you today. Yeah. I have to be honest. I left mm -hmm. a very blank canvas. Um, Actually, same, to be fair. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. So this should be very interesting then. It will be. I <laughs> hope it is. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just wanted to also know, like, at what point did you start to feel different? And how did you embrace this? I mean, how did you get so confident? Because you walking here and just seeing you strut your stuff down the hall, you're very confident. And we live in Nigeria. Let's not even lie. It takes a lot to be confident in this country, in these times we live in, economy, hardship, just self-esteem issues and whatnot. And to find someone who is out there living her glorious truth, not caring what anybody has to say, I want to know how you got this confident and when you started to feel different. Well, it's been a long journey. Okay. I would say for as long as I can remember, I've just like felt like I was not, I was born in the wrong body. Um, for I would say probably four years old. I just knew that, okay, from that moment onward, I just knew, I, I just felt like I was playing a role that I was supposed to play, like, oh, play the role of a boy, play the role. But, like, even from that age, um, I've always been treated differently. Mm. I've always felt differently because I was extremely feminine. Okay. Oh, that was, well, so, well, that was what people would call me then, mm. you know. Um, so, for me, to, for me getting to this point where I can thank you for acknowledging and saying that, oh, I look this, I look that, even though that's not it's exactly what I'm trying to look. I've just got to do a prayer whereby I don't care anymore. I just want to like, live my life. Yeah, but you know, that's, but, what, that's what I want to know. Like, mm -hmm. It takes a lot for you to get to the point where you're just like, I, I just want to live my life. I don't yeah, care. yeah. How so, did you get there? I would say um, over the years, I have uncovered like layers of myself like every time. Um, so it wasn't like maybe I just like made an instant decision like you know what yes I'm going to like embrace myself no I am still pretty young but um, I'm 28 years old I'm going to be 29 soon really? so yeah so it took me I would say about 27 years to even say it out loud that oh I am I identify as a woman because all my life obviously because of society and my parents are like super religious both pastors yeah exactly and growing up in Nigeria I've known these dynamics and I have been even though like it doesn't I don't look like it anymore I don't look like my problems but I've faced some like crazy difficulties because I have always been visible and like I've always like um, talked about my queerness and like my transness which mm. has like attracted me to like so many form of transphobia like I, I had to like um, move from my house my apartment last year due to death threats you're lying um, I'm serious it was uh, if, if if you follow me on my TikTok I always share all, all my journey I shared how um, I couldn't stay at my apartment for seven months after seven months I had to go there and pack all my stuff and get to a new place and it was basically due to the fact that like some of my videos went viral and got posted on like blogs on Instagram and basically started receiving death threats. It initially was through the DMs, comment session, and then I started receiving physical threats. 
you know, so um, these are some of the consequences that comes with like being visible and being a trans and queer person mm. in Nigeria. So mm. I'll just say um, what basically made me embrace myself truly was, it was almost, I had only two options. It was either I kill myself or I just live freely and not care about whatever comes with that. But also, like, when I came into my transness, I told myself, I made myself a promise that I was going to create the kind of representation I wish I'd seen as a child. Because when growing up, there was no representation. So I had a very difficult childhood. I always thought I was insane. I always thought I, you know, they are always, like, preaching in churches and everything, saying that, oh, you know, you're an abomination if you're different, you're this, you're that. And I'm very thankful now that I've, I have my personal relationship with God and I know better mm. and away from, like, you know, the... Mm the religious doctrines and stuff. So um, growing up in that kind of circumstance or those kind of circumstances never actually allowed me to figure out or even to, to be happy with who I am. So I feel like now I'm just overcompensating for mm. all the all the times I lost, all the childhood memories, all my teenage years, because even university, I would not say I had any happy moment mm. there because I still there was still like a constant reminder of like, mm. you are not truly free. You can never be who you are. You are a freak. You are this, you are that. And... I'm just so grateful that I've come to a point whereby I don't care. Whatever will happen, will happen. But one thing I'm not going to, one thing I can control is the choices I make for myself that doesn't harm any other person mm. and making sure that I live a life of kindness and also creating representation. So mm. like other queer Nigerians that have similar experiences as I do know that they are not alone. Mm. Yeah. I mean, first I want to apologize. Um, I mean, not like I have to, but I've always wondered and always felt some kind of compassion for people who have felt different, mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes we just slide over things like that and just expect that because there's black and white, there are no areas of gray. And in growing older and becoming wiser, you realize that those areas of gray are actually wider than the black and the white. And sometimes because of our own safety of, you know, maybe religious practices, cultural beliefs, traditional, you know, values, we're made to think in only one way. And I know that those years of bullying, I'm sure you were bullied and called all sorts of names, uh, must have hurt so much. And sometimes we don't even, it took me sitting down with a gay friend of mine one day to really realize how, you know, being a straight person, mm -hmm. we don't realize how difficult life is for people who were born just feeling differently. And there's absolutely nothing they can do about the fact that, you know, they feel differently. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know you said that you felt like you were born in a different body, and I hear that all the time. But what, what were some of the things that made you feel that way? Is it that you just always liked, you know, dresses or shoes? Or what were the things that made you feel like, you know what, I yeah. just don't think that I'm... I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm so it's not even about that. It was more of like psychologically, like I just okay. felt like on the inside, I've never been the kind of person that, okay, I care about, I overly care about like, oh, my appearance or anything. Like I have an, I have an amazing relationship with clothing. I don't think, um, I don't believe that clothing as a, a particular article of clothing is supposed to be made for male or female or mm. anything. Like whatever, whatever you want to wear, like feel comfortable in whatever you want to feel comfortable. So that has never been the case. Although I cannot take for away from the fact that clothing plays a huge role in affirming people. Yeah. For whatever gender or whatever um gender identity that they identify as. But I'm just speaking in my own experience. Mm -hmm. So in my own person personal experience, it was not even a thing of like, oh, I want to wear this. Obviously, like there were things um, I would try on my mom's shoe or like do whatever, mm. but it was not even about that. It was about the fact that 
I don't feel like I'm this person people identify me as. Mm. I don't feel like I'm this gender person and these people identify me as. And I struggled with that all my years. And it it went on and on. And it was... Imagine having this struggle. And I had so much, so, so many other struggles as a child. Mm. But then, having this inner struggle again that I couldn't discuss with other, anyone at all. Because, like, would you want to have the conversation with? Like, mm. no one. So... It was just a whole lot. Yeah. And there are so many other Nigerians that face that. Imagine, like, facing difficulties, having difficulties in school as a child. You know, parents, maybe, I'm not speaking, I'm just speaking generally. Yeah, of course. Parents being abusive. Mm. Um, you um, you being bullied in school. And also, like, having this inner, like, battle within yourself about, like, basically your um, existential crisis, like just like basically like question, questioning who you mm. are as a person and everything. I, mean, I don't so, mean it's cultural. I think at that point, even as a child, mm-hmm. I don't even know if you know it's called identity crisis. Exactly. I had no idea what was happening. I had no idea what was happening. So like for years at some point, it, that's why I said I keep um, covering layers of myself. Okay. At some point I was like, you know, maybe I'm a gay person, okay. you know. Then that was like probably like my university days but like I actually didn't even explore that part of me as well because at the same time like there's that fear of like rejection like almost like it's almost like internalized um, queerphobia what does that mean? I mean, I might never really understand okay, it. Okay, okay, it's like it's like okay, queer phobia, basically just like eating queer people, right? Also, oh, you used to actually hate. No, like it's like eating myself, basically oh. self hates. Like, why am I different? Like, why do I feel the way I feel? Mm. But like, not being able to like get the answers I need from anyone, not mm. even online or not even anywhere at all. Mm. So fighting that battle within myself and telling myself I don't think I am a gay person, or at the time I'm not, I'm, I don't think I am a gay man. Then. At some point, I started exploring myself, started expressing myself more through fashion. I started working in fashion, so I would express myself more through fashion. And people would say, oh my God, you don't have an eccentric style, da 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 And like, that was like affirming for a while, but mm. then... But were you still identifying not... as a man then? Or were you identifying yes, as a woman? Yes, okay. yes, okay. yes. But it still rubbed me off the wrong way. Right. But it's like, how do I even start having the conversations, you know? And then at some point, I... I started identifying as, as a non-binary person. Okay. So but non-binary people are basically people that don't identify as male or mm. female. Mm. So, and which I, so basically it's like, I be, I strongly believe in the fact that gender is, is not binary, mm-hmm. which means that we don't have two genders. Mm. Genders as like, it's a spectrum. Mm. So at that point, I told myself, you know what? Um, I don't think I identify as male or female. Mm. Then after I told, I, I started telling people I identify as non-binary per, and as, as a non-binary person. I still wasn't like very okay with myself. Then I did an internet, like I, I interrogated myself because I constantly do these things because like I'm in therapy, I'm always in therapy. So I asked myself that, okay, be honest with yourself. Like, would you, would you think you are? Who are you? Mm. And then I realized that I was telling people I was non-binary because that might be easier to digest. It might be easier to say I was a gay person. It would be easier to say I'm a non-binary person than saying, oh, I'm a trans woman. Mm. Then people like, oh, oh, you're doing so much. Because I anticipated I would get that. Yeah. And I got a shit ton of that. Mm. Like, oh, you're doing so much. Can you not just settle for just being this? Mm. Can you not just like settle for just being that? Must you be different? I didn't need for attention. And like, I would not say like, trans people, has, they've gotten like, we've, we've gotten like so many bad um, um Representation. Mis- representation on in the media and mm. everywhere else. So it's like, will I be put in the same box? Mm. What do I have to do that will be different? 
So it was at that moment when I told myself, okay, I would come out and like, I'll just like accept myself fully for who I am, but also try to create a positive representation for other trans people to like say, okay, I think this is how I feel. What this person, what this person represents is mm-hmm. who I feel on the inside. Mm-hmm. So basically, so that's like the um, summary of my journey. Mm. Yeah. Very interesting. I mean, you touched on a couple of things that people have said. You know what I mean? People tend to think trans people are very confused. People tend to think, you know, why are you waking up one day and feeling like, you know, we are born mm-hmm. in the, what if it's a phase is what I hear a lot, yeah. you know, because sometimes we have these conversations and people are just like, well, what if it's a phase? What if the person wakes up tomorrow? And even in this conversation, you've had moments where due to self-discovery, yeah. you felt safe in one box. And then after a while, you felt like maybe this box doesn't fit anymore. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That box, you know, I would like to explore. Um, you know, for people who are straight and who are also struggling with understanding the world of the trans woman, um, what are the things that we can do? And I say we because I belong to that community of straight people. So I would say, I would that, say cis heterosexuals. Cis Yes. So okay, people. thank you. For, so, see, I'm, I'm, I'm getting school today, guys. And I'm so, open to learn. So what are the things that we can do yeah. or say or not say? So because it's, it's important to even talk about the not saying. Yeah. Because you know how sometimes, they, I promise you, not everybody is, you know, transphobia. Is that a word like transphobia? Transphobic. Transphobic, transphobic yeah. Transphobia you see, I'm, I'm, and I, I'm, I'm open enough to learn. Yeah. This was, this for me, I said to myself, I'm coming in here with a blank because I want to actually learn. I don't want to hurt someone else. I don't want to be... Because sometimes, because I am who I am, people might not feel the need to correct me and just let it pass. But I, I feel like, no, you know, we are all human beings. And if if we are going to live in a world where we are supposed to tolerate each other, mm-hmm. we know we need to learn and know better. You know, so transphobic is the word. Uh, not everybody is transphobic. Some people are genuinely Ignorance. I agree. Do you know what I mean? They I just agree. have no clue. I agree. So what are the things that we can do to help someone who... Because I, 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 I'm, I'm looking at you and I know that it must, be, it must have been very hard for you to even come out at any stage. You know, to say this is how I'm feeling. Without being judged or being misunderstood. So oh, what yeah. are the things that we can do to make this better? I would say the first and the most important thing is respecting people. Okay. So I feel like even if you do not understand, if you just like put respect in front, it's easier for you to like interact with anybody. Because mm. be kind and have respect, then ask the right questions. Mm. If you feel like um, what you said, what you want to ask is a wrong question, maybe it is a wrong question. Because mm. before you open your mouth, you've actually thought about whatever I want to say. And like, that's the thing about our minds. Like, your mind will tell you, mm, this question is somehow. And there's always a way you can rephrase questions mm. that, is good, that will make them easier to digest. Mm. So, um, at the end of the day, it's all about, like, how you present whatever questions you're asking. Me, I'm always, I'm always the kind of person that I don't have patience for, um, for bullshit, basically. Mm. But do you, think um, that's a, do you think that's also, like, a, a trauma response? It is, but like that's what I'm getting to the point. Like okay. I don't have to, I don't have patience for bullshit. But at the same time, because I am on this journey of like, oh, creating representation and being visible, obviously it comes with me answering a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. That means I also have to learn patience. Yeah. But also like if you come at me asking question in a very, very like 
abrupt way like you get that kind of response as well mm. but like the way we're having this open conversation and having a sit down that way if you're presenting a question to me I'm also like I'm going to answer it like mm-hmm. the same way you mm-hmm. present them to me so I would say respect comes first and trauma response is very valid mm. it, take, it took a lot it took a lot for me to be able to like sit down and talk about this like I'm really? not going to even lie okay. it is a lot because I've had like like me coming that, there were so many consequences that I've had to like faced because of my queerness and because of my transness, professionally, um, personally, friendship wise, business wise. There's so many, but because I am the kind of person that I would not back down, mm. and because like I would not compromise who I am for to basically like to make any other person feel comfortable. Mm. So that I would say that's why that's the reason why I'm still here. Mm. But at the same time, like I said respect even if you have a question even the question sounds somehow it's just about like how to ask that but and I, what i would say not to tell a trans person it would be um oh you look like a real girl people yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i, can, you see like how, a I can see how people can say it though yeah like i okay, feel like the see, same way I, I am, no, but I you know i'm sitting on this side yeah the same way i am humbly asking what not to say mm-hmm. it's the same way that i also feel like your community also has a lot of work to do in terms of not necessarily thinking because this cancel culture is real people feel like one person says one thing and already they think that person is is homophobic or whatever they might not i know they are homophobic people but they might not be genuinely they might look at you and think she's a girl wow she actually looks better than girls that i know and that's like not okay okay that is not okay okay at all you know, it's like, you, it's like you're it putting, across you're as a putting compliment. it's a backhand compliment. It's it's very backhand. I get it a lot, and it's 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 not a compliment. Because no, no trans person will see it as a compliment. At and all. I'm grateful you're saying that, but yeah. I'm also trying to play, you know, be on the fence here. It could be someone looking at you and just thinking, okay, I know that she's obviously dealing with this, and I'm trying to make her feel welcomed. No, so it doesn't make you feel it welcomed. Is a, no, it it, it doesn't. I've had conversations whereby. Um, everything was going fine. Everything was going smoothly. And like the moments, like maybe you had access to the information, like, oh, I am a trans person. Like it changes. And like, then you're picking me apart. Oh, your voice. Oh, the way you walk. Oh, it's like, nah, mm. it is not a compliment. So do you ever find yourself in settings where people might not, people just talk to you and might not know and they want, maybe someone says it to them and then their attitude just changes towards yes. you? Yes. Because you also mentioned like professional, you know, in the professional world, have you been discriminated against in terms of like... Oh, I would say I was essentially blacklisted like after I started talking about my transness because I work in the fashion co- in fashion industry. Um, so I kind of like was... Just like, yeah, we're not we're not gonna deal with you. You know, you're talking about um I mean the fashion industry is basically wrong, like seventy percent like queer people. That's but what I like, wanted to say. Everyone, as long as you keep your mouth shut about like whatever you're doing, it's fine. But, but do you like, think that is just in talking, Nigeria? Mostly yeah. in Nigeria. Okay, because I, I would think that the fashion industry has done a lot to help your community because the fashion industry made people feel so comfortably living their truth you know and i know that you but said not the fashion has industry to do with, in nigeria i agree mm-hmm. but i know that you said it has nothing to do with clothes but mm-hmm. in terms of expressing oneself it's also been an avenue where people feel like you know what i'm eccentric and this and that and they just go with it i get that we're not there yet in nigeria and it's sad and quite a shame to hear that you know yeah. people sort of you know blacklisted you because you were sharing your journey yeah 
It is what it is. Um, I knew I knew the consequences that would happen the moment I started like sharing myself and everything. So I was ready for it. So it wasn't like it didn't come as a shock. Mm. So I was just like trying to like let you know that these are like one of the things. And um, yeah, like I said before, you not giving backhand compliments like oh you look like oh I would I would never have thought you know things mm. like that because I am privileged to pass as a cis woman. But like so many trans people are not privileged to pass as that. So like if you're giving that kind of so compliments, what like your cis woman say, and trust me, this ain't back end. Cause this is me just genuinely trying to find out what that means. Because I know you've used no, that no, word no, twice. No. Okay, sis woman. And you're I don't a cis want woman. to sound... you're a cis woman because like you were assigned female at birth, and you still identify as female. So it's called a cis, a cis woman. woman. Like, okay. Um, I was assigned male at birth, but I identify as a woman now. So I'm a trans woman. Okay. So basically, cis woman. So instead of saying man. straight woman, it's no, just... no, no. A cis a cis woman can be lesbian. A cis woman can be bisexual. Oh, it's just the gender, I guess. Yeah, exactly. A cis man can be gay. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that's the... People mistake gender um, identity with sexual orientation. Mm. They're both two different things. Mm. So, um, for example... um, I might be heterosexual. I am, and I'm, I am an heterosexual person, mm. even though I'm a trans person, because I do like men. Mm. And as far as a woman, you are a cis woman, and you like cis men. How you're do you know? Again, you're doing what you don't want me to do to you. How do you know that I like men? No, I'm just, Did I tell I'm you just that? trying to... I'm just making that... <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> I'm like, how she just going to just decide? No, I'm just, I'm just, like, I'm just trying to explain yeah, gender identity and sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. So there are two different things, and people often mix, mix them up. Mm. There are trans women that are also lesbian. Mm. You know that um um attracted to women. Mm. So it's just very different, and people often mix them up together and say, oh, you know, people, just, you're becoming trans because you want to like men. I'm like, girl, please get out of here. Like, no one even gives a shit about men. Mm. So it's like. It's so there's just so many things to mm. it, yeah. Mm. And so, I just wish everyone, like you said before, the world is not black and white. There's so many diversities in between, and mm. it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it it took a long time for me to get here. Mm. I wouldn't just sit here I'm and saying. just be like, I'm like, oh, you know, right from the back. I think I would say that it helped because I had a lot of friends who, you know, were also not cis men or cis women. Oh my god, no, they were cis, but they they your friend were gay. That's what you said. <laughs> yes. Okay, so <laughs> I'm like, okay, you see, I'm trying to learn. Men and women, when you were like, their sexual orientation was probably lesbian or gay. Or gay. So yeah. maybe because I've had a lot of friends who are lesbian, let me just say that lesbian mm-hmm. and gay, mm-hmm. it sort of helped me to understand because I like the fact that they took it upon themselves to educate me and I'm forever thankful for that yeah. um, because you know I, I don't want to walk around thinking I'm in a bubble and having to put my feet in my mouth all this all the time I'm in public you know yeah. but I mean I, I, I'm curious because you know, I know you mentioned you know coming from a religious background and let's not even lie that is a whole conversation of for another day how did you eventually come out to your family to say you know did they always know because I feel like as a mom, first to start with, I'm, I've never been a mother before. I don't have a child. But you always hear that when a baby is sick, even when the mother takes the baby to the hospital and the doctor says there's nothing wrong with this child, there's that sixth sense in the mother's head. If you find out from people who say their children were, you know, maybe they became autistic or they had some sort of disability, the mother always knew first that something wasn't right. right. Or, something um, was or something was off. Mm-hmm. So in your case, what was it like? Because that could help somebody who is listening, who is struggling with saying, how do I come out to, you know, my, my folks or my siblings, for instance, or my family or my friends, you know, because it must be tough having to live that life where yeah. you're one person in front and you struggle with this thing you carry around daily. 
Ah, uh, I would say it was messy. Um, because first of all, I've never eat myself away from any member of my family. Like even before I started, like you know, talking about like my queerness and my transness or whatever, I had always like you know, um, not look like or dressed conventional. Mm. Um, so, um. I remember I'll just this is just the example I'll just cite. I remember like when I had like a Vogue feature last year. Okay. I sent it to my mom. I'm like, oh yeah, mom, I'm on Vogue or whatever. And like she was very happy. And like on the Vogue cover, I was wearing a um, blonde braids. Mm-hmm. They were about forty inches long, and I was wearing a um a dress with train. So like um she was excited and like oh yeah yeah whatever. So I would say the issue um started when but I never actually talked. About anything, with you them. never came out. Together? I never came that came out today, but it was just like I, they, but they always saw me. So they kind of just knew of the. They always that. saw me, so I just felt like it was almost like denial, but it was like that? until um my mom's sibling like seen like a bunch of photos on my social media. I think I was like I went to like one of a party of I think like a mutual friend of ours actually like I won't mention the person's name. So I think I was one of I was at one of those parties recently. <laughs> Thank you guys for inviting we went, me. I, then I, some of my pictures got posted on social media. And like, so um, she screenshotted and sent to my mom. And my mom just like kind of like freaked out, you know. You know, family things, you're embarrassing the family, things like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, mm. from where to where? You know, so I was just irritated. And I was you know what, like, let's, let's just even drag the cat out of the bag. Like, I just like told straight up told my fam my my dad as well and it got just got really messy real fast like mm. it was crazy and um I told my siblings as well um my siblings were they took it a little more better they were like they did not really fully understand but they were more open and like you know open to having conversations especially my sister my sister immediately was like oh my god finally I have a sister like she was like very that's, like that's I know so yeah nice. um yeah so my sister's like kind of my best friend and like my biggest supporter and I just have an amazing relationship with my siblings, so we are good. Mm. Um, but my parents, we don't have the great, we don't have the best mm. relationship, and that's fine. No, so. no, don't, I don't think it's okay for you. To no, at this point, it's fine because like there's no more conflict, so it's mm. better than like having to like communicate all the time and like constant conflicts. It's just mm. like. It's, and I also feel like I mean it, it's a, it's a nice thing that we're having this chat, and yeah, and I, this is what I also said to a friend of mine who recently came out and struggled with a relationship with, you know, one of his parents and and i and i did say to him i think that the grace that you want to be shown to you you should also show to your parents and oh there's so much grace they are from a generation that if we began today it will literally take but that's an excuse you really but we don't we're not ready to unpack that and that's fine no 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 no. i'm 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 i want to be teachable and i I just feel like in this conversation i I also no, i know so so it's, it's not about me making an excuse for them yeah i feel like you know when i say show them some grace as well is because you know we as you mentioned being privileged Mm -hmm. your siblings we in the younger generation are of a different time regardless of how we want to style it accept Mm -hmm. it we are of a different time Mm -hmm. things are not the way things were in their generation Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and in their generation that black and white they can't i forget sexually you know the the sexual conversation even in some things to do with i'm a 38 year old woman and the things that i still fight my mother about because she just doesn't get it. Do you know what I mean? And if she sits down and tells me how they send her photographs for my Instagram page, this is not even, you know, the, it comes with church people who say, it comes with, you know, not being able to raise their head up in public. It comes with, even in terms of me wanting to be a radio presenter, 
Yeah, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say this. You by saying, "Oh, they're from a different generation." Do you know that that is basically saying that from their generation, they were not queer people. I think they were. Oh, there were plenty. There are plenty. There are plenty. The girls are out there having sugar daddies. Those are people's parents. Have, Let's talk oh, about it. Girl, I agree. <laughs> but you know the funny thing is, you know the kind of envy those people have for people like you. Your gener- this our generation now. They didn't have a choice to live their truth. Do you think it's sad? Do you think someone looks at you and feels sad for you? You should feel sad for someone who is still in the closet. And do you I, know I'm how very, very tough... aware. That's why they, proje- they project onto people like me. Yes. Jen, do you know how yeah. tough it is for someone to... In not let's not let's not sugarcoat it. Live a lie, mm-hmm. and you're a seventy year old man living a lie, or a seventy five year old man. Sis, that is a tough life. Do you know, know what I mean? I when know. Bruce Jenner came out, I was excited that he had the opportunity to actually live, even if he, how long, however long he's going to live for. He had the opportunity to do that for people of his generation as well. Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn she Jenner. <laughs> yeah. When Caitlyn Jenner came out, yeah. Um, I was a little bit thankful that people who, I mean, that must have been hard as a sportsman. I can't even begin to imagine that, even though I do not like where, I don't like her, where everything she stands for, but yeah, I agree with you. You know like, what I mean? That must have been like very tough life and a tough journey. And even yeah. hearing some of his children talk about when they started to suspect, coming home, catching him when some, you know, Yeah, clothes let's and... not even talk about Kristen Jenner, please. <laughs> It's tough, you know what I mean? So it's not me trying to downplay how you feel yeah. and up, you know. Yeah, but like, I, get what your you're trying, I get what you're trying to say. And like, in my parents' case, there's been like so many girls, like you say, so many trying to like educate. But if like someone is not open to like educating mm. themselves, like there's nothing you can really do about it. Then yes, just like, true. I'm sorry, I'm still young. They've lived most of their lives. And like, I just have like, I have to just focus on like my happiness mm. and like whatever brings me joy. Mm. And like, there's very little brings me happiness. So I just have to focus on the, the little things that bring me happiness. When you like, say very little brings you happiness what do you mean by that i'm only happy with myself i'm not happy with anything else like really? I, I only look at the mirror and like okay yes a bad bitch i love myself period and that's about it any other thing i'm not happy period. why let's just be honest the world is insane i agree there's constantly like... everywhere like even if you like, when I go to my comment session that's because like i've filtered um yeah some kind of comments you can leave or i've deleted and blocked i block at least seven accounts every day mm. on so do you feel like there are, there are people media. who are constantly trying to argue with your truth Every time, that must every be hard. time, mm-hmm. it's it's an unending circle. Like every time, it's constantly. Mm. I still if you receive um, death threats all the time in my DM, just randomly. But I don't share these things because I don't want them to kind of like swallow up like my moments, you mm. know. And people like thinking, oh, but because like my 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 own my goal is to basically share queer joys, not just like there's so many people that have shared like the struggles mm. and like the limitations and the bad stuff that happens to queer and trans people in Nigeria, I want to be that source of joy and say, okay, yeah, this is someone that is trying her best mm. to live. I don't, my life is not perfect. I'm not like rich or anything, but I'm trying to like make sure like whatever I do, I make sure I have a, I'm creating a good life for myself. Mm. I'm making sure that I also show people that we cannot all be one to we can we can have businesses we can do we can do so many things. Mm. I know so many trans people that you would never know and they're living a happy life no one knows anything about them. They have businesses. They are thriving. They are married. Some of them have kids. Mm. In this Nigeria, and like my my, it's it's just me have that you ever met, myself. Have you ever met someone who's come through the other side? Everything you've said. Have you ever met anyone in Nigeria who's you know been through all of that? Got married, started a business, and yes, living, I'm how did that make them. how did that make you feel? 
I'm very happy for them. I'm yeah. extremely happy for them. But sometimes I just like, get a little jealous. Yeah. In the sense, I'm like, oh my, I've already put myself out there too much. And I feel like, oh, you know, there's so many times. So even, even dating-wise or just meeting people. It's just like so many people kind of like know me now. You're just like kind of like, oh. But, so do, you but at that, same time, do you think sharing your journey has worked against you as well? It has. Okay, so you feel like people who might be interested in you are, don't want the, the fame or things that come with all of yes. that? Yes. I would say something like that. I don't want the attention or like, mm. oh, yeah, it comes a lot with that. And But it is what it is. And I just have to like keep reminding myself the reason why I'm doing it in the first place. And mm. just like, yeah. But if I'm being honest with you, my, my, my life would be way easier if I do, I'm not as visible as I am. Mm. Yeah. Would that change? Would that change? It will not change. Okay. I, I, I like it's still my goal, but I'm just, at the same time, I'm just making sure like, which is right, which is reason like I was, I'm very skeptical like to, um, to open myself up to like bigger platforms, um, because like I'm always I am trying to only connect to the right audience to my to mm. queer people. I'm not trying mm. to like open myself up to anyone that will potentially like um, exploit exploit me or even like um, even expo- expose myself to transphobia mm. because I have I don't have to like live where I'm living anymore, like my new place. So it's like. I don't want to experience that. Mm. I do you, do, you, do you find that sometimes you have to check the body language in a room before you are comfortably yourself? I don't just go anywhere. So that works out for me. I go to places that I know that are extremely queer friendly and spaces that I don't just I don't get invited. I don't get invited to. So that's the thing. Like we create safe spaces for ourselves. Okay. Like um I would not just go for any random event I get invited to. And even people even if they Whoever invites me and I say, okay, maybe it's something I actually want to be interested in now. Like probably ask, oh, I need like plus twos or plus threes so I can come with like my other queer friends or like mm-hmm. my friends that I feel comfortable around because mm-hmm. I try as much, as much as I can to surround myself with people that affirm mm-hmm. me and people that I consider my family because like I've, I have my chosen family, my friends that I, I was going to ask you about and like, honestly, I, I won't be with them. I'm very lucky. They are the reason why I'm alive, to be fair. Really? Yes. They, my friends, my friendship are the reason why I'm alive. Because, like, every time I want to, like, think about, like, going that far, I think about how affected they would be by my absence, to be fair. Like, they are only the reason that my sister, I think about. Mm. So yeah. how did you make these friends? Like, who who are they? Are they people who are also queer? Or are they people who are... Some straight? of them are not queer. That's the thing. So I, I, that's why I got so lucky. Mm. Um, some of them I even know. And, like, um, but our friendships are just... They just happened. I think I prayed to God because I'm the kind of person that I don't I don't make friends. I don't like friendships. I never was friendly. I've never started a friendship before in my life. Mm. So the friendship just they just happened. Like some of them have been friends with them for like for seven years. Mm. Some of them are actually like they've been on this journey with me. And they still affirmed me. Some of them, even though they don't fully understand, they start doing researches on their own. They start like, you know, asking questions. Well, I did a couple of research before <laughs> I came in because I was like, shoot. So, you know, you know I, I and you know that what helped me yeah. was literally just saying, I'm going to first say to you that I might ask you some things that might come across as ignorant. Yeah. But I have to own my own truth and yeah. to say that. No, is, I've been comfortable so far. It's like, still a walk in the journey. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm fascinated. I agree. I am still even like also like just still learning so many things about myself, about the world, about um the like multiple spectrums mm. in between. So it's we're on a constant learning journey mm. and no one is the epitome of knowledge. So yeah, that's and it. And thank you for being so gracious to say that. <laughs> I mean, I hope <laughs> you're not you. just saying that because it's me, but you know, thank you. No, I'll say that to anyone. Okay. I'll say that to anyone. And I'm grateful. Sure. Uh, have you ever considered maybe 
moving out of Nigeria? Do you think that you might? Because you see, I hear you and, you know, meeting you for the first time and just knowing how you're such a bundle of light and personality. I hate the fact that you literally have to look for only queer-friendly places to go to. I hate the fact that, you know, you have to literally have to invite people because, you know, you want to be comfortable and we live in a crazy world where no matter how we start to talk from here to tomorrow, there will still be people that will be like, mm-hmm, really? Definitely, you know? definitely. You know, so have you ever considered maybe leaving Nigeria? Because I feel like the quality of life might be much, much better. I get that a lot. Um, I don't want to leave Nigeria like permanently. I don't want to. Okay. I believe um, I'm here for a purpose. My mm. family doesn't stay in Nigeria. My entire family doesn't stay in Nigeria. They've never stayed in Nigeria. So um, I believe I'm here for a purpose. Um, obviously, like I hope like I get to a point where I travel however I want to, whenever I want to. Mm. But um, as far as like completely like relocating from Nigeria, I hope I don't. No, I don't, do I don't think you, I don't think I'm going to literally not say I hope you don't. I'm going to pray I that hope I don't have to like how move. you feel. Maybe <laughs> if you get some fancy ass opportunity in a world where we haven't seen the world completely. Okay, maybe I know that. I maybe can that. be like I can say that to that. I, um, Nigeria always maybe be that. for me. But too, like but I would say I would say like moving because of like my transness. Yeah, like, okay, that yeah. would be like oh maybe my because because I, I definitely want you to see the world. I want yeah. you to have different experiences. I want you to also get to a place where you know you can be like you know that beacon of light mm-hmm. for people who might feel different because it takes a lot for you to even begin to embrace the fact that you know because you've talked about a couple of times you wanted to end it all and I know that is a real struggle I can yeah. just imagine the voices in your head when you try to quiet them to say maybe I'll try to be like these people to see if I'll find happiness mm-hmm. and that didn't work mm-hmm. so it's it's definitely been a tough journey and not recognizing that would be disrespectful to you because yeah. a lot of us have just coasted through life thinking I'm depressed because that boy <laughs> doesn't like me or I'm sad because you know what I mean but yeah. then this is someone who had to deal with feeling different yeah. and then embracing that and mm-hmm. then walking towards being the person that she feel, she believes that she was called to be. Mm-hmm. And I know that that obviously had to do with you also taking some sort of drugs to also help you, you know, settle into, um, you know, being who you were called out to be. Mm-hmm. How has that journey been? Because I hear it's tough. Oh, it's very tough. Um, it's very tough, extremely tough. But... Um... So I'll actually say something that I've actually not I don't really share with people. Okay. Well, thank so you for sharing that here. Um just because I, the reason why I don't share this with people because I don't want people I don't want to be treated differently from my other trans people. So I found out while I was doing tests that I am intersex. So basically I have the XS chromosome and XI chromosome. I don't know. So Okay, <laughs> okay when you say I, I get that chromosome, so, so yeah, I get that. So it chromosome. kinda like played the huge run. Kinda like it made so much it made so much sense. Especially like some of my experiences as a teenager, because mm-hmm. at some point, like when I eat poverty, like I started like growing, like my my chest started like um. Started having breasts. I started having breasts, and like my grandma's like bind my breast and like start like doing like um doing fire on my every morning, like on my chest every morning mm. till like yeah that was gone. So that must have been so painful. That was very painful and like honestly like traumatizing. I don't know. I just said that casually, but. <laughs> You know, you know, I feel like, yeah. can I say something? I feel like it's also a, a, a coping mechanism. Yes. Do you understand? Like, yes. and, and then, you know, I, I know that you're very, just from sitting here, I can see you're very guarded. And that took a lot for you to share. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be. And I just want you to know that, you know, I know that you look for safe spaces. I hope that you feel safe as you're sitting here. Oh, because, I feel safe. Do you know what I mean? I it's, it, it is, that must have been hard. Because when you even speak to people who have been circumcised, for yeah. instance, it is, there's a, there's a lot that comes with, airing the fact that your grandma mm-hmm. will have to bind 
you yeah. know, put fire on you. And how old were you when this happened? I think I was about 11 or 12. Yes. What did you think was happening? I had no idea what was happening. I had no idea what was happening, but just like... Do you think that she kind of suspected or felt that you were different and was trying Oh, yeah, there were so way. many conversations, like, you know, like, this has never been seen before, things like that. There were so many conversations around even, like, because I, then I was, I was, at the time, I was staying with my mom's sister, and so there were so many conversations around it, so it was... Oh, we don't like to talk have... about it. Please, no, let's but, move on. Yeah, I know, I know. But I have, did you ever have one of those deliverance sessions for you? Oh, every morning. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, that's fine. Um, you don't so have to say, brush it past and say, yeah, that's fine, girl. It's okay. <laughs> you can have a moment. Trust me. Uh, you know, because I, I feel like life is hard as it is. And, yeah. And sometimes, in order to genuinely and truly mm -hmm. heal, yeah. sometimes we have to take a walk through the things that we've been through. Yeah. You know, I, I know that you might just be meeting me for the first time, but I don't know if you know that I lost both my parents when I was eight. And, mm, I know. you know, I, I say to people, I still remember the smell of skin burning. I do. I'm so sorry. You know what I mean? It, it just would never leave me alone. And it took a lot to sit in therapy, just like you, to unpack that entire episode. I, I don't think I've even discussed this with my siblings if they have the same. You know what I mean? I don't think I've asked them because we just try to just pull ourselves through and just get past yeah. the bad stuff. We never yeah. want to visit it or unpack yeah. it. But yeah. I do want you to feel that it's okay to take that walk at any time you're ready. I know you're in therapy because those are things that you need to literally heal from and accept that, you know, not making excuses for them. This yeah. this happened to you, but look at you today. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Thank you. Thank you. It happened to you, but you're here and you can talk about it. Thank and you. thank you for sharing what you've never shared with anyone before. Thank you for I know it seems you. like I'm thank getting you. very emotional. I like, am trying to get emotional as well. It's okay. Like we can hold hands. It's fine. <laughs> you know, that's that's exactly I I am super duper grateful yeah. that you came on. Thank you. And also like you wanted to, I wanted to say something about the gender affirming care. Yeah. Um I have I um I I have to like post it for a while because it was just a lot. It's so emotionally like and physically like tasking. But like um I also want to like just see this is if they're like trans people like watching. If you don't have access to um gender affirming care, which is like um hormone therapy, hormone. Yeah. it doesn't take away from the fact that you are valid as a trans person. Okay, like because like it's not not everyone is privileged to have access to them, especially here in Nigeria. They're not doing their gender affirming care here in Nigeria. And like, even for me to even lay my hands on them, I have to like, shoot them into the country and they're not cheap. So, and... But do you worry that since you've stopped taking it, that, you know, the Oh, that's the thing. Happen? Like, I only took it just so I could experience the... It's more of like psychological than it is physical. So I kind of like took it just to like experience that and just like get that affirmation. Just get that affirming... Um, hormonal therapy. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm not worried about passing. I'm not worried about not passing. I'm not worried about whatever. To be fair, I I am privileged to pass, and I recognize that privilege. But at the same time, it's not like I'm not. I won't go out of my way to say, "Oh, I have to look like a cis woman." Like I have to. No, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why, like, I try as much as possible to also tell like other trans trans people that you don't owe anyone masculinity or femininity because there are so many cases whereby trans people will tell me oh people are acting differently to them because they think that oh they look masculine mm. you know like that is just a bad thing to tell anyone because at the end of the day there are cis women that have more testosterone in their body there are cis women i mean you even found out that you had more 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There are cis women with um, PCOS. Like, there's so many. That's why there's so many in between. Like, it's not, like, it's not black and white. Mm. There's so many colors in between. So there are, there are women that have never menstruated a day in their, their life. Does that mean, does that mean they're in, they were biologically mm. born in toad or what? Mm. You know, there are so many things. And I just wish everyone would just, like, respect everyone's differences and just, like, as long as they're a kind person, except they're a shitty person, like mm. Caitlyn Jenner, then come for Caitlyn Jenner. Girl, how are you going to do that with my chick? <laughs> how are you going to want people to accept you one way and then throw another person? No, 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 no. Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner what, is not what a good she, representation. What are, why, why do you think Caitlyn so? Caitlyn Jenner is not a good representation for trans people because she also, she bashes trans people on, on Ooh, social she media. Does? She does. I, I and even misgenders them on social media so she can like appeal to um, cis-sets, like straight white men. You know, so, and it's really terrible and it's just a very bad thing. So, I would say, yeah, Kelly Jenner is a terrible person, but I would not say because of she's a terrible person, misgender her. So, mm. that's my point I'm trying to pass across. Do you understand? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this has been such an insightful conversation. I've definitely learned <laughs> a lot. And I'm happy that I came, you know, with an open blanket. And I, I, I definitely do not want to have any preconceived notion or, and, and this is, and I hope that it's done a lot of good out there. Uh, one more thing that I would ask you also to, I know that your experience wasn't as great, but I know a lot of people would watch this who might also have children that are struggling with their identity issues. Like, what are you going to say to a parent who's watching it? Even if you hope that one day your parents come around and you guys are in a better place, but, you know, what are you going to say to someone who, knows or is dealing with the sad truth that the child they gave birth to is different even before the realization of that yeah. child what would yeah. you say to them i would say remember you love your kid hmm. that's the first thing remember your kid is also a human being that would become their own person that is already their own person and the fact that they have they feel however they feel is a testament to the fact that they're a person. So many of us are working, we're we're carrying trauma on our backs. So many of us have so much anger towards our parents. We don't even understand the anger. So if your child ever comes to you that they are different, hear them out. Do not dismiss them. I know that I'm not going to act as if, oh, it's just like, it's a casual conversation. No, it's not. But one thing, do not dismiss your child. Because they might resent you for it. Yeah. So many of we are so many we are, we are so different. So many of us don't have the same capacity or the most the same emotional capacity. There are so many people that just because they are they came out to their parents, their parents rejected them or said, told them something, they killed themselves. We've had so many cases. The the death rate, the suicide rate of um, trans people, generally in the world, is insanely high. And the, and trans people are are basically a minority group living within the LGBTQIA plus minorities. So that, the actually. percentage is very very low. Mm-hmm. Um, if the um, um, trans people don't die by suicide, they die basically by maybe like mostly by um, cis men mm-hmm. that probably ate themselves and ate trans people because they're attracted to trans people. Mm-hmm. So when your child comes out to you and tells you tells you this is how they feel on the inside, just be patient. Affirm them. If you don't fully understand, do research. There are so many representations right now for trans people online and on social media everywhere. Like, just watch video. Reach out to anyone. Mm. Reach out. Do you think to... going to therapy with the child might help as well? Not in Nigeria. I don't go to therapy in Nigeria. That's well, you are in therapy in Nigeria. Not in Nigeria. Okay. Yeah. I don't um, know why so... I assumed that it was in Nigeria because <laughs> you said you're leaving here. That's why. No, online therapy. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, how, how often do you do it? Um, I 
I I stopped now for it's been a month now since I'm um, I've not gone to therapy yeah. and because I feel like I've been so busy. It's okay to stuff. take a break as well. Exactly. You know? So I think I'll resume next year. Yeah. Yeah. But as, as long as you're doing okay. Yes. And you're fine. Yes. And you all constantly look in the mirror and think you're a bad bitch. Period. Period. <laughs> Uh, the last thing I also was curious about, because I, I, you know, in, in the course of my research, I found out that even in the LGBTQ, is that all, LGBTQ community, there's a little bit of strife with the trans community and the lesbian, the gay. Is it that gay people, I might be wrong, correct me, but I've, I've researched and, and learned that it's not like the gay people are also fully accepting of the trans man or the trans woman. And I don't know why. You're right. Like, why? I, when I was reading an article so last not, night, I was not like, like... It's not like the general, like, yeah, well, some, everyone. Yeah. It's like, um, like I said earlier when, I, when we were talking, I said some people would... One of the reasons why I did not assume into my gender identity earlier was because, like, some people would see me as doing too much or too much. So I would say there are, there are so many queer people or gay people or lesbian or whatever that sees that sees trans people as doing too much mm. over the top, which is insane because again, at the forefront of every movement, every notable movement in the world, trans non-binary people have always been at the forefront. We are always the ones that fight the battles because we are more visible. Mm. Um, most gay people or most lesbian people, whatever, they are easier to pass as cis people and or as straight people. Because, I mean, it's only when they talk about it or maybe when they kiss in public or, mm, do you understand? Mm, but like, exactly. So it's, it is just a more of like a them situation. Mm. It's more of like a self-hate. It yeah. is not, it is not on trans people. It's not queer people. It's like, it's not, it's just, it's not on trans people or trans or non-binary people. It's more of their own issue. Mm. So you just need to like check why they are pissed mm. on the I've inside. I've also found a lot of people who identify as gay men at some point, or gay or lesbian women, at some point also become non-binary. I've had, I've had like three so cases of people is, yeah. who were gay for so long and all of a sudden they're like, oh, just refer yeah, to me it, as it, gay. That's the thing about, that's the thing about um, gender identity and like this generation of like, uh, where, where there's like so many informations now and like we are more educative now and we're educating ourselves and we are open to to, un- to uncovering layers of ourselves. We don't figure things out at once. Like I told you, like it took me like years of just like uncovering myself and uncovering myself. It's a constant journey. Mm. So um, that's the reason why like, if, if, if someone like um, Caitlyn Jenner, like you said, would get to that old age before she had this, assumed to identity, identity. That's why someone like me, 27 years, that's why there are children that are like Gen Z's, that are already on um, hormonal therapy at the age of 16. And I'm, like, very happy for them because, like, that way, like, it, it works fast because faster because of that they've not eaten poverty yet or mm. they can get poverty blockers or things like that. So that way, like, they are not they are not experiencing that much struggle. So there's more access to information right now. So people are announcing that, oh, actually, um, gender is not binary. There are so many genders that I don't have to actually identify as male or identify as female. I can just, like be whatever I am and I feel on the inside and whatever I am is non-binary mm. non-binary not in the binary of male female because non-binary means two mm-hmm. male female mm. non-binary not in both so that's why people just prefer to just stay in that middle yeah. area because they do not identify as those genders mm. but yeah. it's it's safe for them to eventually wake up one day and also feel like they want to be female or male again right whatever whatever makes them feel okay. good just wanted to check exactly that's what it just comes about like it just just 
just be respectful to everyone. Whatever choices they want to do. Mm. If tomorrow someone tells you that this is not who they are anymore, this is who they are, okay. Are you still a good person? Mm. That's all that matters. I mean, as long as you're not a pet of, like, you're not exactly, a pedophile. Exactly, exactly. As long as you're not, like, a weird person that mm. do weird shit, like, or harm anybody. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has definitely been an eye-opener. I hope that everyone at home has also watched with an open mind and an open heart to be able to show kindness to everyone around you, regardless of understanding or not understanding what they represent. We're all in this earth uh, just trying to find our way, really. Nobody has it all figured out. Uh, thank you guys for watching. I really, really am super proud of you. Thank you And for I hope I run me. into you again soon and we can yeah, chit chat about new things you've discovered and learned about <laughs> yourself. All right? Yeah. All right, make sure you watch the next episode of Talking Moments. It will be definitely even more fabulous. All right? Chat with you guys later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.